This is the Life Truth Network. Quest for our truth. Episode 412. Quest for Truth, presented by Protectorate Productions and HPN, Helpsley Podcast Network. Now located at life-truth.com. And now, here are your hosts. Oh, come on. Do I really have to read this? They're charming, handsome, and the most wonderful men in the world. Oh, somebody, please shoot me. Keith Helsley and Nathan Caldwell. Hey, welcome everybody. This is your host, Keith. It is time once again for Quest for Truth. Hey, I will be joined in a moment with my co-host, Nathan Caldwell. Hey, we're going to wrap up uh, the part we started uh, last week, I think, with the questions that were sort of kind of sent in. I, I, I've found them from a couple of different sources on the Internet, and I thought it would be good as discussion topics. Uh, we have talked about each of these four questions before on the podcast. They, people still ask these questions, and apparently they don't listen to my podcast or they would have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as if I'm qualified, but this they are good questions to ask, and they are good answers. Uh, hey, maybe we don't give as full attention as what some people might like or need. In that case, you know what to do. Get a hold of me. Send me some contact info. You'll have all that info uh, as we wrap up the show, as we always do. Hey, and there's one point where it seems like Nathan Caldwell was trying to answer a question I didn't really have written down, but he does have some good answer to whatever he was answering. I don't know where it came from, but it, uh, just a little short uh, little bit that he uh, talks about. Uh, very worthy, so uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, and it, it's, stay tuned, too, at the end. I add some extra uh, remarks, so... Be prepared. But hey, um, the, basically the questions, the topic is going to be on abortion and immigration. Uh, 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 to me, the questions are not worded well, but they are worded the way that I found them being asked. Uh, I, and I did try to give some honest extra support for them because again whoever asked the questions they were they weren't asking what they really wanted to know about those two topics and uh, but i did try to find out what uh people are defending uh, a stance with uh, a worldview stance and um so with that uh, let's get busy to uh, turn this over to uh, our final installment here, our part two of uh, these worldview questions that people are asking. And uh, right after, a quick message from the good folks at Christian Podcast Community, which we are a part of. We are members along with a good 50 or so, I'm told, these days, and a lot of good theological uh 
information, a lot of good uh, inspiration and education and guidance there. And then you have us. <laughs> you hear voices like these, take it away. Are you just watching? You grab the popcorn, plant the family on the couch, and flip on the TV. But have you left your worldview behind? Media comes in all forms, and all of it contains some level of indoctrination. Are you just watching? The Entertain Christian's Handbook to Consuming Media with Purpose is a guided journal with worldview-shaping info and lots of guided note pages to help you watch and discuss anything you put before your family's eyes. Purchase it now on Amazon.com. And don't just watch. Welcome to Thoroughly Equipped, a podcast for women where we compare the popular women's ministry teachings, books, conferences, Bible studies, etc. to scripture. Our focus is 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17 that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I am your host, Melba Toast. May this episode bless you and bring glory to God. Welcome, ladies. I pray you are in His Word. Ladies, if you are interested in the transcript for this episode, you can go to ttew.org. You can find other great resources, articles, blogs, and videos that may bless you in your Christian walk, as well as links to follow me on social media. If you wish to contact me, you can email me at thoroughlyequipped316 at gmail.com. Again, the website address is ttew.org. Main Topic Why are you Christians against women's right to choose? Body autonomy? Reproductive health? Well, how do I put this? To which I answer myself, that's a good question. How do you put this? No one has a right to choose. What? By the way, this this isn't my concept. I think it was Greg Kogel. Is one of those people. No one has a right to choose. Not an open right to choose. You have a right to choose something. See, that's the thing is, is when people say a woman's right to choose, they never say a woman's right to choose to kill their baby. Why is that? I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm asking, why is that? Body autonomy. Did you know that to a certain extent, when you argue abortion by using body autonomy, you've defeated your own argument? Because you've just talked about doing something else with somebody, you've, you've, you're talk, because you're talking about doing something without consent to someone else's body. What are you talking about? 
the baby, the infant, is not part of the mama. They're connected to the mama. The mama is providing nourishment as God intended. But that baby, that infant, is a separate entity with separate DNA. That is not the woman's body. Reproductive health? See, when I think of reproductive health, I think of things that help people reproduce. Why are they calling reproductive health, why are they calling ways to keep from reproducing reproductive health? I, I don't understand that. And I'm sorry if it sounds bad. I don't intend for it to sound bad. But why is that? Why is that? I don't understand. <clears throat> All right. All right, buddy, for the next question, what is that? Why are you Christians against women's right to choose? Body autonomy? Reproductive health? Well, there's actually multiple questions there, if you ask me. Um, now, the some of the supporting arguments here is that women should have the right to choose their reproductive health, including the right to life, the right to be free from torture, the right to health, the right to privacy, the right to education, and the prohibition of discrimination. And I would agree, except for abortion. Um, now, let me uh, get back up to the actual question here. The question states... Uh, against women's right to choose you know everyone chooses things every day i'm not against anybody's right to choose man or woman old or young uh, nationality it doesn't matter if you are a living breathing human being you face choices from the time you wake up the time you go to sleep choices 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 you have the right to make choices now there's different kinds of choices some have heavier weight to them some have heavier consequence to them some are deeply in your control and some are not in your control and your only choice is do it or don't i, I when i wake up in the morning i have the choice i can get up or not i can lay in bed that's my choice once I get up, I have choices. What kind of clothes do I want to wear? I, I got a whole closet full of stuff. I can grab whatever I want. Now, obviously, this question is pointed towards uh, the right to choose to have an abortion. And I, I think, and I've thought this for decades, the people who say, it's my right to choose to kill this thing inside me. Okay, that's not your first choice. That's your second choice, or maybe even your third choice, but it's not your first choice. Your first choice is in doing what it took to make that living thing inside of you. Oh, well, let's go, that goes back to torture and woman's autonomy, and maybe I was raped, and maybe this, uh, maybe a lot of things. Statistically, we're talking single digit or less percentiles of all pregnancies are from rape or incest single digit or less so 
uh, you say you want to choose to kill all that baby that's inside you, but I, I'm willing to lay money on it. There's a 99% chance, 99.9% chance that you were actively participating in the choice to put that baby there. Where was your right to choose then? Uh, did your uh, spouse or uh, a partner hold a gun to your head and or chain you to the wall or something? I guess that goes back to torture. Um, in that in that case, uh, you know, no one deserves that. And if that was the case, I'm sure nobody would deny you access uh, to an abortion. At least nobody in our current government uh, humanistic. Uh, uh, lifestyle that's out there. Uh, I'm here to say it's still wrong because, however that baby got there, you know, God is in control of life. And get- Plus one, two, one, seven. Remind me. Scan risk. Remind me. Up. However that baby got there, God is in control of life. Uh, he, he could have very easily caused that uh, 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 that cell in there to abort, to have miscarriage would be the more. At one thirty-two p.m. To miscarriage, that'll be the proper word, um, because he's God. God chooses uh, who He puts on Earth. Uh, even those unwanted children that you want to choose, although you've already made a choice, to put it there. Uh, this to have an abortion is your second choice uh, in this picture. Now. Of body autonomy. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean only the woman has body autonomy? Well, you know, there is a separate set of DNA inside of your womb, and it can easily be documented that if uh, your doctor was to take a sample, do a biopsy probably of the placenta, I'm sure they would do something like that, they could easily prove that that's not your DNA, it's somebody else's DNA. Uh, often, uh, whenever a woman has a certain blood type, I think it's a, a negative, an A negative, B negative, uh, and your significant other has a positive type blood type, you have to be on medications. Why? That's not your blood in there because that baby may be have, have a, say, a positive blood, and it could do you harm. You, you could do the baby harm. Probably more likely the baby doing you harm if, if it's... Uh, positive and the woman's negative that's why you have medications for that because it's not you you can't you, you if it was a, a growth a polyp uh, that's not a, that's that is you that does have your DNA but a, an embryo a fetus uh, a zygote whatever you want to call it it, it is has its own DNA and it has its own potential different blood type and it, how often do mothers have sons? Well, clearly, if you're a woman, you're not a man. So clearly, that male uh, growth inside of you is not you. What about that bodily autonomy to have control over reproductive health? The reproductive means you're reproducing. That means you are reproducing. And if you're healthy, that's what you do. So you say, what you're saying is you want to ruin your reproductive health. You want to detract from it. You want to subdue reproductive health. So that's the phrase you should be using. Because if you want to conquer 
your reproductive health, then uh, that's what you're looking to do, not become reproductive, reproductive healthy. It's quite the opposite. Your, your, your verbiage is expressing the opposite, what you're looking for. Now, I've heard women at, at, at points will complain, well, uh, I just want to be able to have sex as often as, as carefree as a man does, not have to carry the same burdens. Well, you can't. You can't do that because you're not a man. For one thing, men shouldn't be doing that either. And if you want to make sure that men don't do that, uh, the best thing you can do is make sure they, you get married to them. Because the definition of marriage is, you know, one man and one woman for life. You know, I've heard it said recently, you know, men's uh, natural character is to reproduce with as many people as often as possible. Well, if you want to control that, then you need to latch on to this dude, not for your own sake, but for his sake. Because <laughs> that way he can focus all that attention on you and not everybody else in the world. Uh, just a thought with that, but I, I think this argument it it's one of these things where it tries to mean well, but it uses a lot of bad logic. Uh, it says the opposite of what it means. You, know, you don't mean you want to choice. You mean you want to uh, erase your choice you don't mean you want body at hot well you do for yourself well, that's awful selfish now that you have a new life what about that body autonomy well i don't want to be enslaved to be a life support system well that's part of how you are designed by nature by god's nature um and so you're actually uh, in a way rejecting god when you do that so um, that's uh, what I had to say about that. Was some of we spoke on this before, and I'm sure we'll speak on it again because it is one of those uh, growing hot button topics that are out there. Attention, this is a coded report nationwide. The good news is Striving for Eternity would love to come to your church to spend two days with your folks teaching them biblical hermeneutics. That's right, the art and science of interpreting scripture. The bad news is somebody attending might be really upset to discover Jeremiah 2911 should not be their life verse. To learn more, go to strivingforeternity.org to host a Bible interpretation made easy seminar in your area. My name is Andy Olson, and I want to tell you about Echozoi Radio. Echozoi Radio is a podcast outreach of Echozoi Ministries. Every month, I find a knowledgeable guest to talk about an important and interesting topic that affects the church today. We carefully balance the discussions of positive, God glorifying doctrines of Orthodox Christianity from a mostly Reformed point of view with exposes of heresy, false teaching, and poor practice that goes on throughout the church today. You can find us at echozoe.com. That's E C H O Z O E.com. And we're ready for, I think this will be our last final question for today. This is number four. Why are you Christians against immigration? No person is illegal. All have value. Value and legality are two different things. All people have value. I agree. Are Christians against immigration? No, they are not. 
I'm against illegal immigration. I am for a country's right to choose who they want to cross their border and who they don't. That is that country's right. And when the law says, I'm fine with you coming here, but there are things you've got to do to get here, and you try to get there without going through those things, that's illegal. When you say no person is illegal, then let me ask you a question. Let me put this a slightly different way. If someone was to walk inside your house and start living there that you did not know, that you had no prior connection with, and they started eating your food and taking over your life, would you not have a problem with it? This is a little bit hyperbolic, but I'm trying to make a point. My point is this. As a collective nation, an individual nation, there are people that are walking through our doors that we do not know, that we have no prior connection with, and they are trying to gain entry illegally. If you have a problem with that, then don't lock your doors at night. If you have a problem with me saying this, then don't lock your doors at night. Because the reason you lock your doors at night is so somebody doesn't come in there that doesn't have permission. And if you are saying that I am wrong for being upset that people are coming into our country without permission, then don't lock your door at night. Because to me, that's, that's, that, that's the same principle. And I pray that did not sound hateful. I, I do not try to be. I think America is a great place. I hope it stays that way. And I think people should want to come over here. I just don't want them to come over here illegally. I don't want them to I want them to, to follow the laws that are in place because those laws are in place for a reason. And part of that reason is to protect the people. I mean you've got terrorism going nuts. There are people that beat us bad. And one of the reasons, not necessarily all of them, but one of those reasons for having those laws in place is to protect the citizens from people that want to come in here and do us harm. Now, I'm not saying every illegal immigrant wants to do us harm. Absolutely not. But I'm saying the laws are there for a reason. What if somebody's running from somebody that wants to hurt them, and the only way they can do it is to get across the border. I think that's a whole other picture. 
things in a whole other situation. And there are even times, I think, where the law provides for that with, uh, what's it called? Sanctuary. But you call it sanctuary. Not sanctuary. Sanctuary is, that's a whole other subject. Uh, asylum. You ask for political asylum, or you ask for some kind of asylum like that. Uh, I know that sometimes when a government is, is, is hurting someone and you're trying to escape, that, uh, that uh, the person from the other country can, can ask for political asylum, and that helps. The big question would be... Why are you Christians against immigration? No person is illegal. All have value. Okay, you're conflating <laughs> different things here. You're right. All people have value. All people are created in God's image. All people have worth. Um no person is illegal well define legal uh, it used to be people commonly if you had a child out of wedlock meaning illegal well they were called a bastard because they were illegitimate illegal they did not occur in the bounds of marriage and we don't have that uh, issue too much anymore because everybody does that and it would be meaningless if you were to start calling people illegitimate. Uh, and besides, uh, I know uh, kids who have been born uh, illegitimately, not in the bounds of marriage, and they're great kids. They're great people. The kid couldn't help how they came into the earth. Uh, it's not the kid's problem if the kid is illegitimate. But that's not the question. It's talking about immigration. No person is illegal. Well, in immigration, yes. Yes. Some, by definition of the law, are illegal. There is legal immigration, which means you file due documentations and passports, and you wait for all the bureaucratic diplomats to do what they do, and then you can come in to a country legally. There is not a person on this country, on this continent, I'm sure, that would begrudge someone from coming to America legally. I'm sure in my distant past, and my family goes back several decades, uh, probably a couple centuries on this continent, and they came over legally. And this is a country of immigrants, and the immigrants who come here, by and large, come here legally. Some don't. Now, uh, here's a thought. You know, our, our nation, of course, the whole Western Hemisphere was one time populated by various indigenous people, and I know uh, I know people who are in, among Indian tribes in uh, New Mexico, Arizona, and because they're an Indian tribe, they follow their territorial uh, family uh, tribal lands, and across New Mexico and Arizona. You may have members of the tribe who live south of the border, some who live north of the border, and those Indians could give a rip about where that border is because, hey, as long as I can go visit my family down south and they come up here, then we're good. We don't care. 
don't care. We, the border is fluid. The same can be said across the northern border of many Indian tribes. In fact, it's, I've read not long ago that you know, we think of the Navajo as being southwest Indian, but they actually migrated south from a Canadian tribe. I can't, I couldn't name it at one. Uh, and it was, it was due to global warming of centuries ago and things got really uh, uber nasty cold and so this tribe migrated south well whenever the weather subsided uh, from whatever new ice age that would have been well some of them stayed south and they, that's the Navajo and the rest of them went back north and that's again I can't remember the tribe I wish I could think of it but I can't um, <laughs> the point there is uh, amongst uh, especially indigenous people uh, Indians, as they're commonly known, and they even embrace that name. I know, I know them. <laughs> I've known them. Uh, they're okay with that name. Uh, but and our, and our government recognizes, you know, the Indian nations, and they have their their own set of sub rules. They're like a, a territory within the nation. And you know, some of our rules apply. It's like the rules some apply in Puerto Rico or Virgin Islands, and others don't because they're their own territorial nation. Well, that's uh, one aspect of it. But other than an Indian tribe who happens to overlap an invisible line on the ground, uh, we do have what's called sovereign nations, and the United States is a sovereign nation. And we have boundaries, and the, the current boundary uh what the Rio Grande and all through where it exists today came about after, uh, a, I think it, it might have been a Spanish-American war. It was during some conflict, 1800s with Mexico. Whenever I think of Spanish-American war, I think of Cuba and Philippines. I mean, that may have been it. Uh, my, that part of my, my history background is lacking there, clearly. But that's how that boundary was uh drawn and it was agreed upon by both sovereign nations of Mexico and America and it's a recognized sovereign boundary which means you legally can't cross it and we've always had a, a good relationship with Mexico and with Canada and the borders have been fluid people cross they come back they cross they come back not a problem but if your intent is to permanently come across to emigrate with E, to inwards emigrate, then you need to follow the proper procedures because no country wants to accept, you know, the riffraff or low life of somebody else. You can keep them. We don't want them. But a lot of times that's who uh, is sent across is people who um, are part of uh, gangs or uh, other uh, nefarious types. This is where we get all our drug trafficking and human trafficking and other trafficking. And we shouldn't, I mean, I, I'm all for them. Come, yeah, come on in. But you got to show us your passport. And if you can't, well, then you should go back. It's as simple as that. You should go back if you can't prove your 
documented and properly vetted from your government to our government. Hey, welcome. I'm a Christian. I'm all for that. I have uh, you can't you can't say I'm against immigration. If you want to say oh, illegal immigration, I'm, I'm not for that. No. And he's had to say, well, everyone is legal. Well, actually, no, they're not. They're, they're not. Everyone has worth. We'll grant you that. Everyone's made in the image of God. We'll grant you that. But I know people who are in prison right now. And, and I consider them wor- worthwhile people because they're made in the image of God. They're in prison because they've committed a crime. They're in prison because they did something illegal. It's a definition of the law. And yes, people can be illegal. They can be illegitimate. It's a proper designation. And am I against that? No, I've actually hired people who had a felony record. I'm, I'm not. I think they deserve a chance until they prove they can't be worthy of it. Um, and that's an issue that. Uh, other people who are not Christians that I know have. I know more non-Christians who would be afraid to hire a felon than me. I'm, not a, I don't, I'm all for giving people that chance. They've done their time. They pay for their crime. They want a fresh start. I'm all for that. Now, as far as, again, immigration, if you want to visit, visit, but go home. If you want to immigrate, get the documentation. That's all anybody asks. Now, is there an immigration problem in our country? Well, yeah, there was before this president uh, opened up the border, put a revolving door on it. There already was trouble with, you know, pathway to citizenship, as people like to say. And now it's compounded a hundred times worse. Why didn't he spend a hundred times of effort trying to fix that? Well, he kept the border secure. Uh, that makes no sense. Maybe you shouldn't be asking why Christians don't like immigration. Ask the president why he broke it and trampled on it. <laughs> because that's what happened. Uh, anyway, I think it's it's a this question really. To me, it's kind of dumb. It's a no-brainer. But it's an important question. It is important because it's a question that people today are asking about. Um and that is what I have for today. I mean, we should welcome people. Uh, but, you know, even Old Testament, you know, it said, you know, the, the welcome the foreigners in your land and so forth. But the foreigners had to obey the Jewish law. Uh, the slaves in their home still obeyed the Jewish law. When you had the Sabbath, you you didn't have to do your vocation, but you, by the same token, your slaves didn't have to do theirs either. But now, if they weren't Jewish, then I guess you could sell them off to somebody else. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But even in, in Bible times, if you were or in country, you obeyed the laws of that country. And it should be the same. And that's all I got to say about that. It's <laughs> like Forrest Gump. What's next here? We're not the ones saying it. We are repeating it. But all we're doing is declaring the word of the Lord. 
All we're doing is telling what the Bible says. Now, I'm not going to shove it down your throat. I'll try to tell people I can in a loving manner. When I'm able or when I'm asked, sometimes it's just best if, if they're talk, talking to me. I'm not going to jump into somebody's business and point my finger at them. I try not to point my finger anyway. Unless I say, hey, that guy over there is who you want to talk to to get something. <laughs> you know, I'm working. Because if I point at somebody, three more fingers pointing at me, i got my own sins to deal with. But I still must proclaim the truth of God's Word. One of the things I tell the church is that I either, I, church, I pastored one church, but also I tell anybody that's interested in me uh, being a pastor. I say, uh, don't, there's one thing, I say, there's one thing I'll never do. I am not the Holy Spirit. And I'm not doing His job for Him. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you what God's Word says. It is between you and the Lord what you do with that. I am not going to browbeat you to do the right thing. I'm going to tell you what the right thing is. It's between you and God what you do. Now, I'm not talking about church discipline. That's a whole other thing. We're not even talking about people within the church most of the time right now. But as far as declaring the word of the Lord, I'll tell you what the Bible says. But I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to jab at you and jab at you over and over and over and over again with my hand pointed out and my spit coming out of my mouth. And I don't know, these are the images I see when I think of people treating people so badly. That's not me. That's not what I am. And I don't think that's, that's not what Keith is. We're going to tell you the truth. And you may not like it. You probably won't. There's a lot of truth I don't like. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. So, all right. So what happens now? Did you know that Striving for Trinity provides speakers and seminars that we would come to your church and disciple your people? We have seminars on the Bible interpretation made easy, creation science, evangelism, presuppositional apologetics, even on sexual abuse. These are just some of the many things that we could provide for your church. Consider inviting one of our speakers to your church. You can contact us at speaker at strivingforeternity.org. Looking for strategies that will help you engage in meaningful conversations with members of the Mormon Church? Well, if so, take a look at Sharing the Good News with Mormons, a new book produced by Harvest House Publishers and edited by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and Sean McDowell. Sharing the Good News with Mormons includes 24 helpful essays from two dozen Christian apologists, scholars, and pastors. Pick up your copy at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore or order directly from mrm.org. Hey, I'm Daryl, and I'm here with my wife, Karen. What's up? And we're the hosts of the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question that we all ask, what are we even doing here? We cover topics such as marriage, family, life, and living a Christian life in this crazy world. We don't have all the answers, but we know where to look. 
Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud as we seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. All right, and that is our episode for the day. And, and you know, as mentioned, there's probably some things that we could have expounded on a little bit more. Uh, hey, no one is saying that a woman doesn't have the right to choose or have certain rights uh, or control over her life. Uh, no one's saying that people can't immigrate. It's been the law of the land since before America was even founded. Uh, but there are rules before there was America. You know, it was Great Britain's rules of who could come here who was sent here sometimes. Uh, and after America took over, there still are rules to follow if you want to immigrate here. Uh, and um, I'm all for that. I am all for those rights. Uh, but sometimes it's we talk about rights, but sometimes what we mean is an entitlement. Now, I didn't get around to saying this in the show, uh, and we'll, we'll probably discuss this uh, in an upcoming uh, installment. I'm not sure when we we'll hit the feed, but sometimes here's a for example: the Second Amendment. You have the right to bear arms. Uh, I'd have to read what it says there, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't say you have the right to bear arms. It does say that the government shall not make a law to what's it, encroach on, I guess it does say right to bear arms, uh, but it's more of an entitlement, not, not a right. And it's, it is a right and entitlement that does have limitations where it can be taken away legally. Uh, if you're a felon, uh, or they've added to that, if you diagnosed with a mental illness, you no longer have that right. You have forfeited your right by wrecking a law. Well, if you're mentally ill, that's not that's not a law-breaking thing. But uh, you don't want to put a firearm in the hands of an unstable person. Uh, but there's limits there to that right. It's protected. There's it's saying that the government can't make that law, but it's really an entitlement. The same way, uh, hey, anybody, uh, even me, I have the right to go out to a car dealer and buy me a brand new car or even a used car. But it's a, a right for me to own it, but it's an entitlement for me to drive it on public roads. That's why you have to have a license plate on the car. That's why you have to have a driving license in your wallet. Uh, you you are entitled to drive in public. Now, I could buy me a car, and if I had some anchorage, I could drive it on my property, unlicensed, unregistered, because I'm not taking it on the public road. But if I take it on public road that the government provides, then I it's an entitlement. Uh, so there's a difference there. Uh, now, um, that's not really exactly what we talked about other than, hey, we, you have the right to immigrate. You have the right over your body. But there are some things we call rights, but what they actually are is entitlements. Any, whether it's entitlement or a right, uh, you still have responsibilities and duties. And those responsibilities and duties are established by social norms. And I don't mean social norms of what's the weather like today? Which way is the wind blowing? No, it, we're talking about social norms that are longstanding for not 
decades, but centuries for millennia. And granted, every culture, you know, uh, has certain expectations that men will do this and women do that. Uh, Whenever you get married, you have to work out uh, who's going to do things in the house. Uh, who's going to take out the trash? Who's going to do the dishes? Who's going to do the checkbook? Who's going to mow the lawn? Who's going to run the vacuum sweeper? Well, sometimes uh, um, you actually have a guy who enjoys doing one or more of those things, and you you let him do it. And sometimes the woman likes to do all those things, one or more of those things, and you work out who's going to be in charge of this. Now, I've never been a fan of dishes or laundry uh, or vacuuming, but hey, I'll do it. I know how to do it, and I'll gladly do it. It's just not what I prefer to do. Uh, my wife, could, she can mow their yard, but she, until recent years, she really hasn't. It's always been on me. And if you wonder why I said until recent years, you clearly haven't been listening to the podcast for very long. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> I won't get into it now. I'm already talking long enough, longer than I anticipated in my closing remarks here. But see, the thing is, these questions, they're simple questions. They're easily defended. Uh, There's a lot more that we didn't say that we could have said. Uh, And if you feel like we ever leave anything out or misrepresent, please, please pay attention to uh, our voice of the podcast as he closes this out. Uh, in fact, let's do that right now. Uh, we'll bring in Anthony Russo where he can tell you all of our you know, call to action stuff, how to find us, how to contact us, how to follow us. And uh, do that. Tell a friend about us. Leave us a rating and review. Call our voicemail. All that good stuff. Uh, and so with that, we'll be signing off. See you next week where we will be on the schedule for a truth exposed and after that we do have um, some content uh, to bring at least for the next couple of weeks uh, I'll be going through uh, some life style uh, changes here uh, it'll give me some time to see what my new schedule will be like to see how well we can keep up with getting the podcast out if you were curious about that you know what you do contact me and ask me follow me and ask me uh, i'd love to hear from you i want to know what you have questions about so with that said once again signing off this is your host keith thanks for listening tell a friend about us and we will see you next week visit life-truth.com where you can find all our shows leave a message or call our voicemail number at 401-753-4844 Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life truth page. Follow us on Twitter at HPNCast, capital H, capital P, capital N, capital C, A-S-T. Everything Nathan Caldwell does can be found at facebook.com forward slash protectors of the book. Music on the show is used by permission of Kevin Zerby at zerbinator.wordpress.com. May God richly bless you. May you find everything you need. And if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is a Savior. Thanks for listening.